Hi, everyone. Cheryl Cran here. Thank you for joining me on this episode on the Next Now podcast. I'd like to talk about something that I have been talking about with clients the last few weeks. And may I say that even though we're in August of 2022 and it's summertime, it, it's been relentless. Everybody I've talked to has been busy with work and commitments, looking re- to be ready for September already, but also dealing with personal things going on. It's a, it's a wild ride right now. So I think we can all agree that, um, you know, having our personal resourcing in place is a, is a key strategy right now with everything that's going on. Uh, today, I want to talk about the importance of onboarding in a hybrid workplace. So a lot of clients are having people leave. You've heard about the great resignation. Some people are calling it the great reevaluation where people are really looking at their work. They're looking at their life. They're saying, you know, how much work is enough work? Where do I want to work? Does my employer honor hybrid workplace? Uh, Does my employer believe in flexible work? Uh, Do I at least have the option if I have to go in office because of my job? Is the company recognizing that and giving perks to those that are required to be in office that bound bound balance and counterbalance those who work from home. There's all sorts of disruptions going on right now around work, what work is. And a lot of employers, to be very frank, are struggling with the change that this is creating. Most leaders, most teams have been dealing with change for the last few decades, but the speed of change now based on personal priorities and personal styles of working and also the the speed of change that organizations are needing to make in order to retain their top talent, but also to attract talent is unprecedented. And I and I really believe this isn't going to change. Yes, some of you listening or watching might say, yes, Cheryl, but there's companies that are laying people off. Companies like Spotify and companies like Zoom and companies like Twitter and companies like Tesla. Yes, however, that was an overabundance of people that they had pre-pandemic anyway. Those people already have jobs. So it's actually not creating a place where people are out of work. It's creating a redistribution of work. And that's why onboarding is so critical to do in a way that is very engaging right off the start in a hybrid workplace. So when we look at onboarding, and I'm coming at this not from an HR perspective, from a business consultant, business hat, future of work perspective. So for those of you listening and thinking that it's HR's problem or that HR needs to be focused on this, I disagree. It's something that every leader needs to be aware of in order to master this game of attraction and retention. So once we actually onboard someone, you've gone through the hiring process, you've found people, you're now onboarding them. It's really important now more than ever that what we've advertised as to what the job is, what we've talked about in the interviews around the culture of the organization, how we handle flex time, how we expect work to be done, how we measure productivity, all of those things in in a perfect world, would have been communicated in that interview hiring process. So now what we want to make sure of on the onboarding process is to make sure that what we've said matches their experience. Now, specifically in hybrid, if you're onboarding somebody who's virtual, that can be, for some leaders, trickier than onboarding something that you're you're working with face-to-face. In some cases, some of you are doing both. You're onboarding someone who's partially face-to-face in office and partially hybrid. 
The point is what we need to do is amp up our communication. Uh, there's a statistic that says that 30% of workers will leave within the first 90 days of being onboarded if they don't feel engaged, if they don't feel like they've been given mentorship and support, if they don't feel like they have access to resources. So I think what's really important as a leader is insight in mind. So in other words, in that onboarding process, you want to make sure you're touching base consistently and regularly with those onboarding uh, employees that you've brought on. So whether that's um, an established agreed upon once a week, one-to-one that you have with them, whether that's a daily check-in based on the nature of their work, uh, whether that's a every two weeks, it's really an agreement between you and the employee as to what's the ideal amount of time for us to check in and to see how everything's going. Now, obviously, part of the onboarding process is the training process. It's really important to have a training plan in place rather than onboarding and saying, okay, you're going to sit with so-and-so and and you're going to sit with so-and-so. Having a 90-day plan in advance is what most employees are looking for and expecting. That 90-day plan needs to include you're going to spend three hours a week with me, for example. You're going to spend four hours a week with so-and-so in accounting, or you're going to spend, and I really believe in the onboarding process that when we are onboarding and training, we want that person to have exposure to every department. So whether that's having time with a department leader or it's somebody within the department that's a supervisor or a, uh, a top level employee who performs really well, the benefit of that is you can actually use this as an opportunity to retain internal talent that you already have by getting them elevated to be part of that mentorship onboarding process with new people that you're bringing on. It's really important in the onboarding process to articulate the culture, to articulate the personalities of people on teams, to articulate expectations, to really have formal um, identification of how that person's going to know that they're being successful, Uh, articulating the communication tool. Uh, ensuring that they're leveraging the tools that are available for communication and that they're giving themselves visibility through the Teams uh, app that they're using or whatever app you're using, Slack, whatever it might be, but helping and guiding people when they're onboarding to communicate and connect as quickly as they can so that, A, they're forming relationships more quickly than maybe in the past, but also they're getting support more quickly. The reason onboarding is so critical is the average time on job in hybrid is about two years. And even pre-pandemic, that was the case. But now what we want to be able to do is, is really get people excited and engaged right off the bat and keep them around for as long as we can. The other key piece here with onboarding is really, really demonstrating your leadership commitment to your individual team members' success. So whether that's you know uh, having those personal plans, those personal goal plans, meeting with them one to one weekly, whether that is uh, you know taking time to have uh, you know touch points where it's it's you're, you're remembering that your new person that you onboarded has a dog, so a touch point to say how's your dog doing or sending them a you know a, a little dog cartoon the point is in hybrid we have to re- build relationship quicker than ever before so we don't have the luxury of you know in office where somebody could be onboarded you know and because we'd see them and they would pick up on things because they were in office with hybrid we have to be intentional we have to have conscious communication we have to be very focused on helping them collaborate with the team members we have to be matchmakers lining up mentors and support and resources right away 
And as I mentioned earlier, having that 90 day plan, showing them by the by the end of 30 days, this is what we hope you are at where you're at and we hope you achieve. Where do you employee think that you should be at and what would you like to achieve? So those discussions around goals and expectations, what are your same goals and expectations for 60 days? And then what are your goals for 90 days? As many of you know, most companies have 90 day probationary periods. Some companies, because there's such a war for talent and it's such a worker shortage, are actually not worrying about that 90 day probation and they're kind of quickening it depending on the progress of that new employee. Think of onboarding as integrating a person into your culture, integrating a person into the work, integrating a person into the goals and the purpose and the meaning of the organization as quickly as you possibly can. So that does require more touch points than in the past. In the past, you might have maybe spoken to a new person that you hired once a week, um, but, but specifically just to touch base versus intentionally training participating in the training, having touch points on feedback, recognizing skills development opportunities, recognizing communication opportunities. And then, as I said, matchmaking those internal mentors and support for that person to be successful. I'm actually an advocate for having that down on a piece of paper. So a one day, 90 day, one page, pardon me, 90 day action plan. And together with that new person you've onboarded, you guys fill that out, you complete it. And then you check in to see how you're doing every week against that 90 day plan. Um, the thing is, you know, it's funny, I, I work with leaders globally, all over the world, coaching, consulting, as well as my keynote speaking. And oftentimes when I'm coaching a, a senior leader, they'll go, oh, well, you know, I've worked with this person for years. He or she just knows that. And then when I end up coaching he or she, they're like, oh, no, that's always been really informal. I actually really don't know. So that's the value of articulating, documenting, having forms and structures, because what they do is they help keep things visual. They keep things focused and they don't go off the rails and we forget about them because we've got so many other things on the go. I would say to you that onboarding and hybrid, more critical than it's ever been before. A lot of it comes down to our attitudes as leaders. Rather than see onboarding as just another thing we have to do or get done, see it as an opportunity to engage, to uh, to build a relationship with, to integrate somebody into the culture. See it as an opportunity for fresh perspective. See it as an opportunity to help your team learn from an outside perspective. Uh, as long as we frame it that way, then we don't see onboarding as something that's onerous or something that we're constantly doing, but we see it as a regular practice of being um, an involved, caring leader who wants to build a successful team. So that's this episode, Onboarding in Hybrid Workplace. Uh, please put any comments you like uh, on LinkedIn, where I'll be posting the episode and on Facebook or on Instagram. I look forward to hearing your insights and I wish you all the best. Take care. 